Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, happy day to you. Welcome back to the most romantic, original, and dynamic Tottenham Hotspur podcast in the world. My name's Barney. My name's Dad. And we are back uh, for another off-season episode to chat about transfers and maybe Instagram accounts. Um, who knows? How are you, Dan? Well, uh, I'm good. Thanks, Barney. And l like you say, you know, um, we, we spoke last week a lot about Instagram accounts and about what Eric Dyer is doing and everything. Um, yep. and then you know, it's surprising to see it was our like most downloaded like episode ever in a first week. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. So we're getting clear signals from, uh, you know, the people listening to this that, um, stop talking about football and stick to our lane of just, you know, stupidity and adjacent football things. People want bullshit. That's what they are actually craving from us. Uh, it turns out that our takes unimportant. Um, what they need is us musing on the photos of millionaires. <laughs> exactly. And um, look like you included in our intro, you know, the, the one question that we had um, sort of come through this week uh, was uh, from Cote Season. It wasn't even a question. Mm, a demand. It was just saying, it's been a minute since you said dynamic on the pod. Would be great if you could sneak that into the next half. <laughs> Your wish is my command. So that is the mailbag done. Done. Um, yeah. But it's good. I feel like it, it takes the pressure off us to sort of um, come up with like these, you know, rubbish, uh, you know, technical or tactical takes, which mm. I feel like a lot of people out there just push themselves to sort of show more insight than what they have. So yep. it's always like breaking down. Why is this player so bad? Why are they so good? And it's just like these tangents come up, which it's like suddenly, you know, someone's just getting stuck into Emerson Royale so much and they don't even really know what they're talking about at that stage, mm. but they're just trying to throw up stats just to make themselves seem a little bit more intelligent. And it's like, it's okay if you don't know the things. It's okay if you don't fully understand, um, you know, certain formations and setups. Like, that's fine. That's fine. And I think we're, you know, we're here to embrace that now. I think it would be really useful to hear a podcast where people who didn't really know what they were talking about brought up a statistical concept or a, some kind of measure from games and then they work it out on the podcast. Like that would be educational because then you'd be able to be like, oh, that's what it means. And it's not this kind of like, well, uh, the non-shot XG was actually at uh, 4.7, but if you take away penalties and then we uh, we reverse the ball, then we're going to end up... Like, I, I sound like I'm like anti-stats at the moment. I'm not. I love statistics. <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you. It is funny that there is, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a gap between understanding stats and being able to apply them uh, in relevant contexts and then just having statistics. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And I'm the same with you. Like I'm not anti-stats at all. And a lot of stats are quite interesting. Uh, it's more just like, yeah, we don't need to force opinions on things and, um, and then try and use stats to back up those forced opinions because then they don't make much sense. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, it's good. Like, and I think there's, there's just a lot of this happening at the moment because, you know, we're in the market for a whole bunch of players and um, it's kind of like everyone is looking for like, you know, hot takes on like, um, oh, I want to know more about Jed Spence. Oh, I want to know more about um, Bremer. I don't know, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of like there are so many hot takes flying around everywhere um, and a lot of people just sort of chiming in 
with like, oh, he's going to be an absolute failure at Spurs. Horrible, horrible. Or or like, no, this person's a guaranteed success. And it's like, yeah, look, fair enough. But like, we're all just having punts here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing about uh, statistics, which is missing from <laughs> a lot of takes, is that A, you can't say that it's a definite fit. B, you can't say it's a definite fail because there are thousands of confounders that are influencing how um, applicable those statistics are. And it's, you know, they are a guide. There are, I think I had a uni lecturer say, um, models and statistics are sketches of reality in the literal sense that they are light outlines of what exists rather Mm. than pictures. And that is what they are. Um, And they're really useful. Um, But when you start using... um, Oh, what's that line that Obi-Wan says in Revenge of the Sith? Uh, absolutes. Yeah. Uh, then that's when it sort of just becomes pointless. It's it's the same as being like, he's a proper football man. He runs around. Like the, there's no difference then. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I really like that, um, that analogy you said about the sketching because I feel like also keeping that stuff in mind helps keep a bit more of a balanced view on things. Like mm. for example, with, you know, Bastoni, we were very keen on for a little while and it still could very well happen. We don't know. Mm. Um, but then there were a lot of people who suddenly got very upset that we didn't get Bastoni <laughs> over the line because they had sort of decided that like he was the perfect fit for our system and, you know, we were going to win the league. And now that we haven't got him, it's like, it, you know, it's terrible. It's all over. So, mm. you know, I think that, you know, I guess on transfers in general, like there are just so many names being thrown around and, um, I don't know about you, but I like certain players, I'll get excited by the sound of them, but I'm definitely not writing anyone off, um, just based on the fact that, um, I, you know, um, I don't know the the ins and outs of every single thing that they've done in their lives. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, cause some of them, <laughs> they leave the the statistical world and move into like, they're really into rock climbing and they're going to want to go to a club that's near a rock climbing facility. Now Spurs don't have a rock climbing facility near them. Like it's when it starts sort of veering off into that territory, uh, then it, yeah, I mean, it's just nonsense. And the thing is that no one knows ever, like until the club says, we have confirmed the transfer of X player. No one really knows. No. As strong as like the ITK links that everyone <laughs> seems to know. Like everyone's got an ITK. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't like, you don't know. And, um, you know, we never know about anything. Clubs try and play each other all the time. Cause at the end of the day, we're all in the market for similar players. Mm. Um, so even if you take, for example, like this Bastoni and Bremer situation, um, you know, there's reports of Bremer coming out and saying, oh, he only wants to go to Inter, but we don't know how strong those links are. And we don't know if those links have just come from Inter and they're trying to ward off other teams from going for Bremer in case they need to sell Bastoni. They still want to sort of have like, so you never know who's actually driving out these rumors and where they come from. Um, like there was some ridiculous take from, um, oh, I forget his name. It was, it was an Italian journalist and it was about something about Kane going to Bayern Munich or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just absolutely ridiculous. And we're like, come on, like, that's, this is, that's when you get onto those and you're like, all right, too much internet for today. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. reached the limit. I saw something the other day that really made me uh, have too much internet 
uh, feeling, someone screenshotted and and added Nathan A. Clark, and it was from the Australia Peru game, and they were making some claim that the Australian fans were chanting this really racist thing. Um, but if you go through and find that account, it's a joke account, and the joke isn't funny. But it's like, and and the the tweet at Nathan A. Clark from this person was like, seems like you're very silent on this. It's like. He's an English man that covers Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know about this. And then if you actually trace it back, this is not even real. Like, <laughs> and I, I did just close my brows when I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And that's a good time to log off. <laughs> yeah. Just pure shit staring. Um, I was thinking, buddy, whilst we are, you know, in the vicinity of flirting, we're talking about transfers. Mm. Shall we? What's he been doing? What's he up to? Paratici. Paratici Watch. Yes, Paratici Watch is back and going strong. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's absolutely everywhere. If you believe the reports, he is literally in every single major city in Europe right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, whilst we don't have a huge amount of confirmed moves, there are a lot of moves which are kind of... um, kind of on the brink um one confirmed departure which for some reason i'm a little bit sad about and i shouldn't be and i don't know why but it's the fact that cameron carter vickers has finally gone permanently um Mm. and this is after i think eight seven or eight loan moves he's finally gone um i'm actually quite happy for him because (laughs) i think it's like he's otherwise he was just going to be the guy at the club who's still there when he's 36 and he's like never played a senior game just about for us um Mm. So he's confirmed. He's gone to Celtic. He's gone to Celtic. Thank goodness. I cannot believe that he's still <laughs> at Tottenham Hotspur. Well, not anymore. But, like, how old is he now? 24, 25? I think he's about 24, 25, yeah. Wow. Eight loan moves. He's never getting in the first team. I think I saw you made a tweet, Dan, that was like, um, preseason will never be the same. Because yeah. every preseason <laughs> since I can remember... He is playing. And everyone's always like, oh, he started the game not bad. And then in the second half, something will happen. And you're like, and we won't play him this year. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think when Spurs came to Melbourne, was it 2016-ish? 2016, yeah, it was, it was 2016. 2016? Yeah. Um, and Cameron carter was playing and he started. Um, and it was definitely that thing. You're like, oh, okay, oh Carter-Vickers. Like, he was obviously, you know, a little bit younger then. Mm. But um, it was still just had that vibe of like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, promising young center back maybe just needs a bit of time and then could come through um but then it's just like yeah every single season he gets in for preseason games and then like i don't know why that happens and why they didn't sort of get rid of him early like it's interesting that he has been sent out on so many loan moves because you think a club would eventually go we just got to cut ties we've just got to cut ties at some stage and try and recoup well not even recoup because i think he's he came in at the youth level in uh, he did in twenty nine, and sorry, two thousand nine. But it's like you know, we're obviously paying wages, and I, I can't imagine these other clubs would be covering all of his wages. Um, so, but anyway, look, it's good that he's moved on, and uh, probably good for the I don't know the U.S. national team as well. I assume because mm. he's played ten times for them. Um, and so yeah, look, best of best of luck to Cameron. That's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> see you, CCV. Um, nice knowing you. We barely knew you. 
We but barely nice knew you, but it was like you were always here with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that uh, is exciting transfer-wise, well, not exciting, it's actually not exciting at all, is that last pod we were talking about Forster being confirmed. And then like six hours after we recorded, it was like, Forster confirmed. I was like, oh. Um, uh, which I guess is like in terms of homegrown players, good. In terms of uh, actual good backup goalkeepers, I don't know. Um, but welcome. <laughs> See, I think I feel slightly more positive about this because I, <laughs> I, I do think that, yeah, like in terms of our options, um, not bad. And, you know, at least he can't annoy us when we play against him now because it can't happen. It won't happen. We won't have that one game a season where we come up against someone like Ben, um, Ben Foster. No, no, he's not even Ben Foster. Who are we talking about? Craig Forster. No. Fraser Forster. Fraser Forster. <laughs> Go on, Craig Forster. <laughs> Craig Forster, bloody hell. Um, mm. I just I just must be getting flashbacks to like the world game in like the early 2000s on yeah. SBS where Craig Foster was just sitting around basically being like unhappy with everything mm. <laughs> that was going on. Yeah. Um, oh, what a show. Oh, what a show. Um, look, I, I think, uh, again, like we, you know, like you said, we spoke about Forster last episode. I think it's good if, if it means we're doing business elsewhere um, and sort of, you know, ties us over for another um, another season or two. It, it's interesting. We Apparently, we are, we are signing a lot of backroom staff for Paratici. Really? Yeah, Paratici's building out his backroom gang. Um, so from from what I can see, um, we're, sign we're, we're signing. And again, I don't know if these are just heavily reported or if they have officially been announced by the club. But was uh, Greta Steinson as the technical performance director? Mm -hmm. um, was we're getting Andy Scalding, who is from Rangers, um, and he's going to be in charge of scouting British talent. And I think that some people say that he had a lot to do with the fact that you know Rangers have done well over the last couple of seasons in in some of their young players coming through. And then Simon Davies, who this one I'm is a bit interesting. It's Simon Davies who is being signed as uh, to the academy as head of methodology. Now. From my understanding as well, he was previously working at Burnley. So I don't, oh. <laughs> I don't know what methodology we're going to be carrying over. For, well, firstly, I don't even know what that means. Like, what does mm. it mean if you're the head of methodology at, at a football club? Um, and if that's coming from Burnley, I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. I wonder, and I'm going to try and put a positive spin on this because that sounds like the actual rapture for horsemen of the apocalypse in one man. But... <laughs> I think like when we had Poch, the idea was that all the academy teams would play the same system as the first team. And then, so then it was sort of this integration across all the age levels and um, there was this consistency. And then Jose came in and was like, nope. Um, and then we <laughs> haven't had that since. And if you think about Burnley in terms of their, well, Sean Dyche's style, which is so... You know, like he's had them massively outperforming where they should be for years. Um, maybe this person is very good at uh, instilling methodology, any methodology, not necessarily just the Burnley methodology. But maybe not. Maybe we're just going to start playing, uh, put it in the mix of football. So, uh, I don't know. 
No, no, I, I do think, um, I do think you are probably more accurate. <laughs> like, I, I can't see us going, you know what? We want some of that Burnley methodology <laughs> to, to come in at the grassroots level of our club in the academy. We really yeah. want to start playing like Burnley at that level. So I would assume you are correct that, um, that Simon Davies is actually, maybe he just loves methodology regardless of mm. what methodology it is. And he just loves implementing methodology. Maybe that's where his expertise is, like you say. So, um, Look, we're signing backroom staff. We're we're building that out. So Paratici has been um quite busy. Um it's it's interesting with Paratici, like, because he must be flying around all over the place and I'm sure he's in Italy, you know, trying to get some deals done and everything like that. Um one thing I just can't really get over is the fact that he uses these very old headphones. These little I I thought you might bring this up. Yeah. The corded earphones, because I, I was like I gave him time. So I was like, okay, Paratici's coming in. He's getting used to his new surroundings. You know, we've got a fancy stadium, fancy training ground. Surely we can afford to get this guy some AirPod Pros or something like that. But then, no, he's got, it's almost like he's plugged them out of his iPod shuffle and he's probably had to go buy an adapter so they fit into his phone. Um, But it's like, for someone who does so much talking, I don't know why you wouldn't just go for an upgrade. I think it might be that he does so much flying, right? He's always in airports. He's always going through security. What he doesn't want is to go through those metal detectors and get that, you know, when you walk through with Bluetooth headphones in and it goes like that. I've never tried that. (laughs) But is that a thing? Does that That is a thing. It's a thing. Um, And I think maybe he just doesn't want that noise. He's terrified of it. And he knows that if he has the uh, corded ones, that won't happen. And so as an avoidance strategy, he's, he's sticking with his iPod shuffle or they are plugged into an iPod shuffle and he's just pretending to be on the phone, but he's singing like Madonna lyrics. <laughs> and he's just like he, deep down within him. He's always thought that the iPod shuffle was like the most robust technical <laughs> yeah. invention of the last 30 years. And he just refuses yeah. to let it go. And he just got like th- I don't know, 10 songs on there, however many you could fit. And that's just, that's just, he just leaves it at that. Can you imagine? It never gets old. You don't know what's coming next. Every day, a new day, new songs. (laughs) Is it like a virgin or is it four minutes to save the world? I don't know. Yes, you don't know what's coming, but I have a bit of control that it's nothing crazy. (laughs) And if I go through those pesky airport things, I don't get scary noise. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if there's um another thought that just came to mind is you know how he's always on the phone and he's a very animated guy. Mm. So um like I was just just today I saw someone walking around and whenever someone walks around and they've got the AirPod AirPods in and they're on a call, you can never mm. really see the AirPods from a distance. So it looks like they are just kind of like shouting into the space in front of them. And I wonder because if he's such an animated person that he's just had too many run-ins where uh, if people can't directly see that he's on the phone, they think that he's just abusing them or just letting loose at something. Or maybe he's been committed to mental health facilities so many times that eventually he was like, I need a, a signal so that I don't end up in a locked ward so that people don't think that I'm uh, speaking with the demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think 
Look, if there was anyone from our club that who would possibly end up in that situation, it would have to be Paratici, wouldn't it? Absolutely. But also if there's anyone at our club that could actually speak to demons, it probably would be Paratici <laughs> as well. So it would be, he is, he is from the upside down. If there are any mm. people well, yeah. who watch strange things, but, uh, he's, mm. it wouldn't surprise me. He would, and he would survive in there. He would just be able to walk around and he'd be like untouched. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you imagine a scene where, uh, is that 11, like goes to the upside down and in that, I don't know, I'm like, haven't watched the latest seasons, but do they still yeah. go to the, the, the black space with the water ground area where it's all uh, like water? I don't think so as much, but they, mm. but who knows, but, but yeah. a, a variation of that, if, if any. Sure. Imagine going there, water, it's a, it's a wet floor, all black. And then you open your eyes and Paratici is standing there with his little headphones, his iPod shuffle. He's yelling. <laughs> he's just absolutely going berserk. Going nuts. I love it. What if, um, you know, if, if, if on this note, like what if Paratici is actually just a huge Stranger Things fan and he has built into the bottom of the stadium, a little room, which has just got a wet floor lights off and it's his room to just walk around and shout in there. And that's his, it's like his thinking room. I reckon he definitely has a thinking room. Uh, and I think it definitely has a wet floor. Uh, <laughs> and that's why he's got these in because he, he can't afford for the, the headphones to fall out and hit the ground. They can't hit the wet floor. So he needs mm. them corded. Absolutely. God, we're good at research on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're providing a lot of insight into Paratici on the uh, Paratici watch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, the, the next transfer, which I feel like we need to, uh, just address, um, because it's on my mind is obviously we've been pretty much confirmed to having signed Basuma from Brighton. And as part of that transfer, there is, um, a legal, what, what, what's the term? Like there's charges pending on a potential, um, sexual assault case. And yeah. it really, you know, like you can look at it from the perspective of, well, he hasn't been charged and you are not guilty until you're proven guilty. But at the same time, we all know how, uh, poor the justice system is. I mean, I can say for Australia, but I assume it's probably similar in England, considering ours is based on theirs, um, at convicting people that, you know, commit those kinds of crimes that even if he's acquitted, it's like, well, you know what, there's no sort of confirmation that, uh, he hasn't, you know, done something like that. And you kind of go, well, if the club, you know, the club is going to sign him, they must be reasonably confident that he's not going to go to prison, not necessarily that he's innocent. Um, and yeah, I just think it's important to address because it kind of, as much as I'm like, oh, great signing. He's a really good midfielder. And also it's like 25 million, like what a steal. It's like, yeah, but there's also this other thing, which is awful and is much greater than a football player. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And it's a very... It's a very, it's almost like a difficult one to talk about as well, because it's like, it's, it's hard to, you don't want to sort of just like condemn him as being guilty, but at the same time, it's like, I think that we need it. Like you're saying, it's like, we need to take more, more thought and caution about how all this stuff goes down and how, 
you know, how these cases are handled and all that sort of stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you only get found guilty if there's uh, enough evidence to beyond reasonable doubt prove that that actually definitely happened. Um, and that's very, very difficult to do. So I think a lot of times like these charges get dropped and these cases don't go through, not because necessarily it didn't happen, but it's just because they can't prove that it happened. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is not, yeah, the same thing as being innocent. What blows my mind is the most feral league in the world, the, uh, national rugby league in Australia <laughs> has a rule that if you are under criminal investigation for any crime, and in fact, maybe it's but specifically, I think that sexual assault, you are not allowed to play or engage in any kind of professional conduct as a player until that is uh, cleared. And it blows my mind that not only the AFL, but also the Premier League doesn't have a similar rule where it's like this person is allowed to continue to earn a wage, um, regardless of the fact that they are currently being, you know, like assessed for their liability in some kind of event. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I find it really, uh, yeah, it's like difficult. Uh, it's really difficult for me. Um, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it is, it's a, it's a challenging one because even if we do sign him, um, yeah, like it, it's, it's weird because like, you know, previously on this podcast, we've also spoken about, say, for example, Lucas Mora, and I'm not trying to put these in the same basket, but what I mean by that is that like, we do take things outside of football into account. And some people go football, that's all I care about. It doesn't matter. Um, and I think we're not going to sit here and try and tell you to think otherwise, but I think we definitely think otherwise on that topic. So, you know, we have some problems with Lucas's, um, political views um, which, and some of the things that he does, you know, like on Instagram and sort of become associated with in those opinions, they're, they're not very nice opinions, um, about mm. people. Um, and I think, you know, that's why definitely for me, like, you know, it's easy to look at Lucas and go, Oh, fun, lovable Lucas. But when you know that happens as well, it's really hard then to get on board when he does play and he plays well. And I think similarly with, um, Basuma here, I guess, unless it comes out, that it's like, no, it, it was actually found that he definitely conclusively had nothing to do with this. Um, it's just going to be very hard to, I think, you know, support the player um, if we sign him and if he's playing for us. Um, you know, if, for example, this, and there's a lot of ifs going on here, but if, for example, this case ends up just, you know, nothing happens to it just because there's not enough evidence. So I think that's where I, I feel it's really, you know, I feel very conflicted as as a fan um, in, in sort of what to do there. And I find just like, yeah, I, I can't really get excited about celebrating this possible signing. Um, but then again, it's like, you know, there's, there's so much that we don't know about the case and, and, and everything there, but it just is, I think I, I have more issues with people who just sit back and go black and white, don't care about that. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's really, I think where the problem lies. Oh, absolutely. I've seen so much stuff on Twitter where it's like, um, you know, like he's a footballer, blah, 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 blah. Or like, um, he's pure Spurs or anything like that. And it's like, just take like one minute to think about the possibility that maybe this is a really bad dude. And we can't conclusively say whether at the moment, especially, you know, whether, 
you know, what happened or his involvement or blah, 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 blah. But just to put the brakes on a tiny bit, um, as opposed to rolling over it, because I'd assume it probably makes people feel uncomfortable. Um, not that they don't care. It's like, well, if we just don't mention it, then it's fine. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's fair. Like, yeah. as in like, I think that what you're saying is like that it can often be just you know, much easier to ignore something and not talk about it. Um, rather than actually go, no, you know what? We need to talk about it. And even if we talk about it and we get it wrong, that's better than talking, than not talking about it at all. Um, because th yeah, there are just a lot of, you know, lines being drawn <laughs> on all these things. The other thing I, I'm, I'm conscious about here too, is that, you know, Basuma being a black player, like there is a lot more scrutiny that people uh, give players who are not white. Like, for example, when we look at Jed Spence, um, you know, a player who a, a portion of the fan base are really excited to sign a whole bunch of the others, they see one photo of him, like, you know, with a cigar celebrating promotion and he's putting up like a tweet, which, you know, is giving a bit of stick back to Neil Warnock. Um, and I, I think Neil Warnock responded in jest to that as well. Um, but it's like, I don't think that Jed Spence would be getting all these comments going around all over the place saying, attitude problems, attitude problems. We've got to be aware of his attitude. We've got to be aware of his attitude. I don't think that would be happening if he was white. I don't think people would be jumping to that conclusion. And that's something I have a real issue with that. Um, yeah, I think it's like we, um, it's, it's much easier for people to sort of like persecute black players. And I think that's a really, really big problem. Um, it, not just in football, but in like, you know, societally as well. Totally. Um, I think you are hundred percent correct, uh, where it is, they face much, you know, black players face much greater persecution as we know from, um, the rhetoric that's been going around over the last 18 months. But, you know, with the, with both, it always comes back to this idea, which is, uh, perpetuated across leagues, professional leagues across the world of. And Tim Sherwood is the champion of black players are athletic and powerful and they're dumb and they are lazy and they don't have um, the right attitude. Like if Jed Spence was a white dude with a cigar, people would be like, he's like Scarface, but yeah. he's, he's black. So that is uh, not, you know, the kind of um, rhetoric that surrounds him. It's like, well, so I was going to add to that, like, if he's white, it's suddenly a bit of banter. That's all it yep. is. Oh, yep. banter from him. Mm -hmm. um, but if he's not white, it's an attitude problem. Yeah, totally. And that's, uh, the, and the, <laughs> one of the complicating things is that all players can have attitude problems, regardless of uh, the color of their skin. And Endon Bele, being a black player, did have an attitude problem. And so what that does is that reinforces that belief for people that, that is the case. And then that's generalized. And, but that is just one player. Um, it's similar to like, I remember feeling very uncomfortable about all the Wanyama loves spaghetti stuff because I was like, you're painting him as an idiot. Like, totally. and he's not an idiot. And w if this was a white player, like Matt Doherty, like I've heard him say some of the dumbest things I've ever heard, yeah. but he doesn't get painted with that brush. And um, it's just a, it's so insidious and uh, like on this kind of really subliminal level that 
you know, these acts of racism aren't people coming out and saying horrible stuff. I mean, that does happen, unfortunately, but it's just this constant uh, presence, which is the thing that I think needs to be stamped out as well as, you know, the outward horrible racist remarks or actions or whatever. Definitely. Um, and I think just one other example of this recently, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was mooted that we were, or even maybe last week, <laughs> there's been so many rumors coming out for players <laughs> that I, it seems like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't been. Um, but with um, Alan St. Maximum from Newcastle mm. as well, just as soon as we were linked with him, a lot along came all the rhetoric of like, um, oh, he's good. He's really athletic. He's this, he's this, but no end product and no this and can't yeah. do anything with the ball and all that. And it reminded me of like exactly how people were talking about Adama Traore um, mm. when we were linked with him as well, because people even go, he's just like Adama and blah, 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 blah. But it's like all the, and all the sort of comments around that, like to what you're saying, it's like, it's as if making these out that these players are stupid. Um, mm. And all they are is just the athletic and that's it. Um, mm. And that's just not, it's just not accurate <laughs> at all. And I don't hear these things being said about white players. You, you never hear someone going like, oh, he's got no end product. He's just flashy, fancy and, and that. You never hear that. Mm. Um, and like, like it's, I, I just find it really, really, I don't know. It's just a really challenging thing because it's like, especially on a place like Twitter, if you start trying to call that out, it's like more people just come down on you for like, for sort of having that opinion than, than what, than what you really like think it should be. Um, mm. so I find these things, it's just like, it's really, it's just a lot of, you know, these situations where it's like, Hey, I'm not racist, but, mm. um, we have these views which do carry that sort of undertone. Um, mm. and I really do think that it's time that we just start really addressing those more proactively. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you imagine if Kulisevsky was black in terms of his perceptions about not being uh, fast or athletic and kind of looking a bit uncoordinated and, and like all of his technical nows that we sort of put on him as being this like genius and blah, 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 blah. That wouldn't, I would hypothesize exist if he was a black player. It would be very different. It would be about him being lazy and it would be about um, like brute strength or something stupid like that. Um, uh, and the other thing is, you know, when, when you call that kind of stuff out and people go like, well, actually, if you look at Traore's, which we were saying before about statistics or, uh, St. Maximin's statistics, you'll see that, um, actually it's not based, it's not racism because it's actually based on these statistics. And it's like, dude, have you heard of eugenics before? Like that was based on statistics and that was cooked because you can just make them do whatever you want. Like, um, yeah, Definitely. it's gross. And, it's so gross. And a lot of it's the tone around how it's all spoken about as well. Mm. So it's like, you can even say, well, look at this. It's just like, it's still like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just not, not great. Hello there, a bit Spursy listener. It's me, Barney. And me, Dan. And we are here to tell you some fantastic news. We have started a free Discord to which you can go on and chat all things Tottenham Hotspur and other related concepts. <laughs> yeah, to join that, uh, head to discord.gg slash a bit spursy. That's correct. We also now have a Patreon 
to which you can pay for Spurs-related content. <laughs> and, it sounds like a scam. It's not a scam here. It's, it's not a scam. We're not scamming. We're not scamming. It's, uh, look, we, we love, uh, you know, creating this podcast and there's a whole bunch of other things that we want to do with some streams, uh, some watch-alongs and, and these sort of bits and pieces. If you would like to help us out and support us there, we'd really appreciate it. We'll be able to create more Spurs Smurfs content and uh, sort of have fun doing that. So if you'd like to do that, uh, please head to patreon.com slash a bit Uh The more of you that are on the Patreon, the less time I have to spend in the coal mine, which is my job. <laughs> so let's get Barney out of the coal mine. And uh, yeah, all links can be found uh, on our website at abitspursy.com. This next player, Dan, that we've been linked with is a particularly grim topic for you. Um, and I'm sorry to bring it up, but there have been quite a few links with Richarlison from Everton. Um, how has that made you feel? I'm so on board. You're on board? What? <laughs> what? I'm so on board um, with with Richarlison for the simple reason that, like, the um the issue we've had with him in the past is that he is just like an absolute master of shithousery, mm. right? And I put it in the in the vein of like when it's our shithouse, we're fine with it. <laughs> when it's not, we hate it. So for example, like Lamella, <laughs> so much shithousery, especially like early Lamella, like um, and then there was that season which was I think maybe in his second season possibly or third season where um, Poch had him like. Lamella fouling so many times, like foul early on in the opposition half to stop the quick transition. Um, very kind of like Man City-ish in a way. Um, and then as, as time got on, Lamella just became more like, it was just shithousery. So I think like I, I stepped back and I was like, why do, why do I get annoyed with Richarlison? It's like, it's because of this shithousery. But if he's doing it for us, I don't really have such a problem with it. Um, because I think, you know, technically he is actually a very good player. Um, also both footed. I like, you know, not quite as much as son, but like pretty, pretty well, pretty good up there. Um, and also you can play across the front three, like in terms of the player that we need, I really love him coming into that system and playing there. So I'm sorry, Barney, if you thought I was going to be a bit more outraged by it, but I would love Richardson to get over the line. Yeah. I, uh, I'm shocked. Um, I thought there was going to be an outpouring <laughs> of rage, um, but I, what I thought would maybe sweeten the deal would be the fact that we've been rumored to be trying to send Lucas and Winks the other way, which if it happens, oh, the genius of the cook, the chef himself, <laughs> Paratici, if we can offload Winks and Lucas and then bring in Richarlison, that is phenomenal. I don't think that will happen. I think if we're going to get him, we're going to pay. I think I read like 60 million or something. Yeah, something around that. Like if if Paratici was able to chuck Wiggs and Lucas in, that is statue worthy. Like Paratici needs, and I'm not talking like a, um, you know, just a small statue. I'm talking about the statues that you see in like, you know, on like dictatorship documentaries where they're like 40, 50 meters tall. Like if Paratici can swing that, I would be just absolutely amazed. Because like Richarlison last season, I think he had 10 goals, five assists um, in that Everton team, which was objectively one of the worst Premier League teams that we can remember. Um, and I mean, the fact that they stayed up 
is like, is ridiculous. Um, but he carried the team, that team in a lot of games and, and scored a lot of important goals. I mean, given when you only score like 12 goals in a season, if someone gets 10 of them, I mean, of course they're going to stand out, but like, I, I really think it's time for, if we're being this ruthless with players, I can really see Winks leaving. Um, Lucas, I'm not so sure if they're going to ship him out just yet, but I would say if it was in a deal for like Richarlison, then I, I think it'd be a no brainer. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I love that, you know, for the last two or three seasons, you know, Winks has been doing his own press, as we've said, um, to the mail, his favorite paper and saying, you know, like Winks might leave. He's thinking about his options, blah, 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 blah. And I hope that maybe this might be the transfer window where he goes and we don't need to worry when at 70 minutes, one of our good midfielders gets yanked off because they played 3 billion minutes. And then you see eight come up on the board and you go, Oh my God, what is going to happen? Yeah. I think like, like, like we said, this very much could be along with our, <laughs> our fan fiction narrative of Harry Winks creating all these rumors. So imagine if he was sitting there and sends it out from his anonymous Gmail just going like, oh, Spurs looking to swap Harry Winks for Richarlison. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal all round. Everyone wins in that deal. <laughs> Spurs probably get the, the wrong end of the stick there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spurs being shafted, selling Harry Winks. Harry, get off a computer, mate. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Tea's ready. Come on, mate. Oh, God. Uh <laughs> He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got yeah, to go. I really, really hope he does go. We haven't heard um, that many rumors about play, our players leaving. Like, there's there's very light rumors about the Celso going. In Domblay, there's really no rumors there. Um, I think that's kind of it. Like, but I guess what is good is that we are making moves to bring in players before mm. offloading. Whereas in the past, we I think we've very staunchly been like, we need to offload first, even if that happens on the last day of the window. Yeah. And only then. And only then. Will we buy? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also the Bergvine stuff where apparently there's a couple of different clubs that are interested and mm -hmm. fair enough because he's good and I'm very upset that we're selling him. But, um, yeah, uh, La Celso and Endobelli, Endobelli <laughs> it's been silent. There's been nothing, which I assume is us begging Leon to take him. <laughs> uh, 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 actually, no, hang on. There's been very, 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 very so light rumors, so light rumors, um, about a possible interest from, from Jose at Roma. I think that's the only thing I've seen. I don't believe the rumors, so they might as well be non-existent, but they are the lightest little tiny rumors that we've seen so far. Oh my God. Can you imagine if that is the transfer that happens? That would be, it would be like Vader joining Palpatine. Like yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I kind of hope that happens. Um, and I bet you, if he goes there, he like absolutely sets Syria alight. Oh, totally. Um, I honestly see a loan. I, I see, I honestly see a loan as really the only way again. Yeah. But this time a season long loan somewhere mm -hmm. and then we'll just be crossing our fingers. Cause then that is worth another team taking a punt. Um, especially in a different league. Um, and I think that a league like Serie A, which albeit can get very, very tactical, um, is definitely a little bit slower in pace. Um, I don't know. Like, ultimately I wanted like, just as a human, I wanted Dombele to do well and go off and, you know, have a, have a career. I think it's like 
you know, we just need to, for, for, for both of our sakes, we need to sort of get, um, you know, find a solution that kind of, that moves on. And we, we sort of stop hanging on to things that we think could have been, um, mm. from, for a lot of our players really. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The other one is, um, there's been more talk about us being confident that we're going to bring in Ericsson, but nothing hard. Um, it's just sort of been floated around. Apparently, man, you are also interested. They will, I assume in terms of wages, blow us out of the water. Um, but he apparently wants to stay in London. So who knows what's going to happen there? Um, also no champions league for menu. So yeah, that's true. And he wants to play in the champions league. So I would be surprised if he went there because it just doesn't seem like something that he would want. Um, but maybe he wants to link up with Ten Hag. I don't know. Um, it would be strange. I, I, what I think is going to happen is he's going to end up at Chelsea or something and then just like fully go over to the dark side. Um, <laughs> but I hope that's not the case. I hope he just ends up with us. But if he does, I reckon it's going to be like deadline day. Uh, we'll announce it two minutes before the window shuts or something like that. Yeah, see, I actually, I'm very hopeful of us getting... Like, I think it will happen mm. because I think from like, if we didn't have Conte, I think it would not happen. Um, yep. but having Conte having, you know, Kane is not making any murmurs to leave, you know, Son's committed. We're, we're bringing people like Perisic. We're, we're, we're trying to make some moves here. Um, we have Romero in, you know, where we've got the foundation of a pretty good team. Um, and so given that, you know, Ericsson went off to play with Conte previously and then had some, a lot of success there. Um, in his second season, it's like, well, I can really see <laughs> that, that, um, I can see this happening and I can see this being a, a scenario where it just, it, it, it works. It suits all parties. Um, and we get him, but, um, yeah, I feel like we'll find out something in the next week or so because the guy's on a freight. So like, he's not, there's not really that much for him to decide. Um, and it's not mm. like we need to really negotiate with another club and have them change things about the contract and all that. So I actually, personally, I could see this one happening relatively soonish either way. Mm. I mean, I hope you're right. I really do hope so. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, you know, Tottenham bringing in Perisic and, um, Basuma and apparently Ericsson and they're looking at Richarlison and the tweet was like, this is not Spurs going for the top four. This is Spurs going for the league. And immediately I was like, danger, danger, danger. Like, don't, no, 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 no. And then, of course, you know, like a day later, Liverpool announced uh, Nunes and um, City announced that nerd Haaland. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I don't know why. I just hate him. Um, and I was like, well, great, cool. So, <laughs> like, what? You know, if we're meant to be, if this is meant to be, we're meant to be going for the league. Like we've got pretty stiff competition there. Yeah. I, look, those two signings, they could be very impactful signings, um, especially for teams that have done so well without a, an absolutely blitzing center forward <laughs> in their mm. lineups. So yeah, I agree. It's going to be so difficult. And I wonder as well, like those teams, they're probably spurred on by the fact that, you know, you, there is a club like us start trying to make signings to catch up ground. And they're like, okay, well, let's just try and put a nail in the coffin here. All right, we'll get Nunes for a hundred It's a lot of money for also for a player who hasn't played in the Prem before. Mm. Um, and 
well for both of them um but you know harlan i, I mean i harlan to me i think he's going to win gold boot next season like he's just <sighs> he's just so built for the premier league um and he's nunez i think will do well too. <laughs> he's look he's like slimy to look at i just can't stand him um it's <laughs> It sounds like you've played him online on FIFA or something and he's thrashed <laughs> yeah. you or something. It's yeah, he like, thrashed me and I'm so bitter about look it. Look at this nerd who just keeps beating me all the time. Oh. But he, he's got nerd features. He looks like <laughs> someone that should be a neckbeard, but then has like somehow managed to be an elite athlete. And he's just, oh. He's going to destroy us so badly this season. Oh. Um Although to be I, fair, I, like the battle between say like Romero and Haaland. Oh my God. Like I'm really looking for, even if Haaland gets better, like mm. I, I would really look forward to seeing that. Mm. Yeah. I want to see Romero just go all out. Like, you know, have razors in his boots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the dark arts. Dark arts. <laughs> but also style. maybe... <laughs> Kane is going to, because Kane's ultra competitive football robot, he's going to be like, uh, Harlan's younger and there's Nunes as well. And now I'm going to have the greatest season in the history of the world. Um, fingers crossed that does happen. That that could happen. And look, the World Cup is a motivator for Kane as well. And it could very well happen. And I think you might be right. Like if Kane's going into this season without all the rubbish that happened at the start of last season, hopefully it might not take him three months to stay, you know, get, in, get into form and start. Um, start scoring. Mm, mm. So Barney, I've got a question for you. So um, unrelated to transfers, this is from um, Eric Dyer actually just tweeted this out about an hour or so ago. Oh, great. And he said uh, he's been having a two day debate. I just love Eric mm. Dyer. Eric and I could do anything and I would just love it. <laughs> um, and he says, you can either watch, so you can't watch sport again, or you can't listen to any music again. What are you going to choose? No sport or no music. What happens when, like, the Champions League music plays? I think you can't hear it. Oh, so it's just like, I just can't hear music. I feel like or it's got to be you can't hear music because if you're, like, removing it for everyone else in the world, like, mm, that's mm. pretty... I th I'd say you can't hear music. Well, I think that you'd have to choose... You'd have to choose sport because you can still... Like, look at what happened in the game. You can read about it. You can see the scores, but you can't watch it. Whether with music, it's not like you can look at, I mean, I, I can't look at uh, a musical score and be like, whoa, great. Uh, it's very different to hearing it. Actually, hang on. That's a good point. Because how it is word is you can't watch any sport, which doesn't mm. mean that the sport doesn't exist. Yeah. Can you listen to sport and can you watch music? I guess you can. Mm, and you have to watch <laughs> music videos for the rest of your life. You can watch music videos oh. on mute, basically. <laughs> uh, that's actually a very good point. Like, um, I think if it just meant you couldn't follow any sport at all and it couldn't be a part of your life, then you would go, oh, then it'd be really tough. But if it's like, mm. well, I just can't watch it, but I can maybe listen to it or I can, mm. you know, just go like 1930s style and just listen to yeah. the games play or you can yeah. see results. Then, because like getting rid of any music... Like, think how many TV shows have music. Think how many movies mm. have music. Everything has music. Can you imagine watching uh, TV and film and being like, so 
awkward. What's this <laughs> awkward scene? But there's like this beautiful <laughs> score behind it that you just can't hear. Oh, definitely. Like, and I, I think like when in, in the past when I've like been editing video stuff together, like you get some shots in and you put some shot and there's no music. You're like, wow, this is horrendous. Mm. And then you put some music over top. You're like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> like it would, it would make so many things more difficult. What if, all right, you can't hear music. And then you just see a whole bunch of people running for like the Mr. Whippy van, which is just rocked up. You've got no idea. Mm, Cause that counts yeah. as music. Surely. Mm, that, yeah, it would. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, just on the Mr. Whippy, does that mean you're also transported back to 1973? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that part of it? Yeah. My main concern yeah. here is like, well, hang on. I want to know what happens if the, the ice cream <laughs> van comes. Can you not hear that or what? <laughs> right, right. So I run a, uh, I'm on a Spurs podcast. I love watching, um, you know, not only the Premier League, other leagues, um, I'm a fan of the Formula One, but there's a real problem on the other side. What if I can't hear the Mr. Whippy van? Yeah, that's, I'm not, I can't get over that one. That's the, that's yeah. the, that's the stickle for me. If you, if I can negotiate hearing Mr. Whippy in this, mm. then I will be on board. I want to see the thing about me. One of my greatest joys is uh, it's paying four bucks for a soft serve. <laughs> well, sitting down on the couch and hearing the van go by and mm. think, oh, if only I could be bothered to run after, run after a van down the street. <laughs> I'm like an old dog with the postman and I don't want to take that away from myself. See, Barney, when you put it like this, I mean, that's a very charming scenario then, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I just can't think of a time that I've ever actually run after the van. Um, maybe since I was about eight years old on holiday. So, like, I, you know, imagine giving up. Like, if you actually couldn't consume sport at all, if you chose that and said to me, okay, I've made this choice, but I can chase the van, I'd be like, Dan, piss off. Are you joking me? That was the negotiation. If I said, can I keep Mr. Whippy van music in there? Mm. They go, well, you can do that, but then you have to follow no sport at all. Like sport mm. can't exist to you. And then yeah. I'd have to think and go, well, you know what? I think it's time to say goodbye to the Premier League. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I think I would, um, I'd call the police. I'd call the, on me, um, <laughs> on you. I'd be like, he's, un or the ambulance. I'd be like, he's unwell. I put you on a list, on a government list. <laughs> well, there's a special government list. Actually, it is relatively suspicious for like a man in his 30s to be <laughs> yeah. very, very focused on where Mr. Whippy Vans will be at any time. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time that a Mr. Whippy Van drove down your street? <laughs> I honestly can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it would bring a smile to my face if one did come along. And to be it honest would? with you. Yeah. Like if one, if I was sitting on the couch and I heard it go by, I, or I would think, oh, oh, that's nice. You would. Yeah. Like it would, it would be the sort of thing. And like here, you know, in a Spurs context here, could you not see like, okay, let's say we're at the training ground one day, Eric Dyer's birthday, he's feeling a bit down. He hasn't had a great session. And then Pierluigi Gallini, everyone thought he was in Atalanta. He drives through the gates in a Mr. <coughs> Whippy van. Yep. Parks yep. pitch side. And just starts mm. dishing out soft serve. 
would that n- I'm I'm also aware that now in my scenario here, Sport and Mr. Whippy and they both exist. Yeah, they coexist. exist. What I think would happen is Paratici would pull out a flick knife, uh, <laughs> to which Conte would then pull out a samurai sword and be like, anyone that goes near the Whippy van gets their hands cut off. <laughs> and then it'd be the battle between that and then Galini just standing there looking so alluring and happy and yeah, turning so up the music coming from that van. Yeah. He'd get out, he'd put on a costume, start dancing around. People would love it. He'd do a DJ set on top. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it could happen. Really? It could happen. Um, the other thing is that we haven't addressed yet is we keep on saying next week we're going to do the Abit's Bursey medal. But the issue is that I have had exams and then the other thing is that it is one of the most painful tasks I've ever undertaken. And you have been doing it longer than me, Dan, so you would know. Where we have to listen to ourselves make horrendously incorrect takes about the future. I Because li- I've been listening to uh, from the start of the season and you've been doing backwards. Yeah. And some of the stuff we say at the start of the season is like, Lucas Moore is having a really great season. And um, I really hope it continues. Harry Winks has actually really turned it on. I think Nuno is pulling it together. <laughs> All this stuff that you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I haven't had that because like, yeah, listening in reverse, starting from the last episode, it's like, yeah, I said that a week ago. I remember that. Oh mm. yeah. Barney said that two weeks ago. And it's like, you kind of, yeah, you're getting like, you're always going backwards. So you're always ahead of what the takes are going to be. Whereas yep. I guess what you like with you starting from the start of the season, you all, you're just going to see just absolute mayhem break. <laughs> I get more alarmed. I thought I'd get less alarmed as it went along, but I get more alarmed every week <laughs> where I'm just like, what is happening? And the amount of like us justifying to ourselves that everything's okay. Like it's like this Stockholm syndrome situation under Nuno where we're like, yeah, I mean, like, it seems like, you know, he's a really lovely guy and um, everything's going okay and we're, we're going to be fine. And you're just like, oh God, I know the next game is Man U. Like, or, you know, like, oh God, the next game is the uh, North London derby where we lose 3-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've really taken one for the team to start through the Nuno era. <laughs> <laughs> for the, oh, for it's the Spursy medal. Um, whereas I'm just, <laughs> I've just started just, you know, um, in my ivory tower at the end, just going through like, oh, here we go. Great. Another win. Oh, where are the mm. votes going to be this time? Kulisevsky again? Great. Oh, see, I listened to one recently where you gave a negative vote to every single player on our team, which <laughs> there was another one where I gave Kane negative <laughs> 20. So... <laughs> This is great. This is a great psychological exercise for us just to mm. see. But also maybe it's maybe we're gonna be really in our shell for next season for the Bitspursy medal, knowing this <laughs> in advance. Barney, do you remember yeah. what happened last time? We've got to be like we, we yeah. can't have that repeat. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that again. And the amount of like votes that we make where we're just like, ah, I give uh, 25 votes to the fan holding the cup. It's like <laughs> what? Like <laughs> Yeah, it's all funny games until you actually have to count the votes, and then it's yeah, the it's most painful horrible. task we've ever had to undertake. Yeah, it uh, is. But we will horrible. get there. We will get there. We will. We will get there. We'll get there. Well, I'm, I'm finished now. Like I, um, can actually help you out, which is good. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's it is uh, it's it's like Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill. That's what it feels like. It's it's awful. The boulder will get up there. It'll get up there. It might just take a couple of weeks, <laughs> but, mm, but eventually mm-hmm. it will get up there. Um, 
because there are a bunch of, you know, there's a lot of things that we, we want to start doing. We're going to have some more guests coming on um, yes. soon as well, which will be fun. Now, one thing I would like, um, which I, th I just think would be a fun achievement to aim for, is like to mm. work out who our ideal guest is for a bit Spursy and then mm. see if we can get them on the pod. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. two ways to go about this. We can either be completely unrealistic, shoot for the stars as much as possible, or mm -hmm. we can kind of go a little bit realistic and go, who might we actually have a chance of getting? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for example, like who might we have a chance of getting? I don't know. Maybe someone like Spurs fan and Olympic medalist Ian Thorpe. Is he a Spurs fan? He's a Spurs fan, apparently. Oh my God. Thorpey. But I reckon we would have a chance at Thorpey, whereas if we yeah. said we want to get Son on, <laughs> yeah, like, or we want to get Brad Pitt on to talk about Spurs, mm. mm -hmm. uh, it's just probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I okay. would just like uh, you know I would just love to sort of start inching towards it because there are some guests I think we could get. Like I think we might be a chance at like Steve Perryman. We might be a chance at Ledley King because we have had contact with them. Albeit mm. through paid mediums of cameo, but <laughs> yeah, the male only fans, <laughs> the male only fans. <laughs> However, in the one we got from Ledley King, he did mention, uh, the podcast and he said, hopefully you'll get me on one day. Hi Barney, Ledley King here. And I know you're a huge Spurs fan along with your pal, Dan. And I hear that you've been working extremely hard on your new podcast, a bit Spursy, which is an interesting name. I'm sure to look out for that, and uh, hopefully one day you'll have me on. So good luck with your podcast. Thank you for being such a loyal Spurs fan, and take care. Well done. So I think he's mm. kind of pulled out, like he's he's chucked out the fishing rod. He has. We chucked out the fish, like as in he's trying to catch, <laughs> where the fish? Where the fish, where the fish. Yeah, right, right, right. I, yeah, cool. I yeah, like where that. where the fish. I like that. Or, what yeah. are we doing as the fish? Are we, like, are we just not noticing the bait? <laughs> Like if Ledley's holding the fishing rod, like surely we would be like, yeah, yum, yum. And, and let him catch us. No, we're, we're, we're fish. We're, we're just too, too deep. We're too deep right. in the sludge at the bottom of the lake. So we're those horrible fish with like the, the light above us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the big teeth Yeah, and we can't see what's going on up. Yeah. No, we're too far down. We're deep in the Mariana trench. Yeah. Nice. And Ledley is, nice, a, nice. you know, a couple of K above us just on his little mm. fishing boat with some bait. So maybe, who knows, maybe Ledley is the one we go for. Sure. Can I offer some, um, two suggestions of, of guests that I want? <laughs> of course. Um, Jesus Christ. No, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, Sam Mitchell, coach of Hawthorne Football Club, who is a Spurs fan. Is he a Spurs fan? Yes, he is. Yeah. And is he head coach of Hawthorne at the moment? Mm. Oh, do you know what? I reckon Sam Mitchell is gettable. You reckon? I, I think actually, he's gettable. I have uh, one degree of separation from Ian Thorpe and one degree of separation from Sam Mitchell, but I feel like neither of them are particularly uh, warm degrees. Okay. It's a very cold Arctic degrees of separation. Arctic <laughs> degrees, but I reckon that's worth going for. And secondly, uh, Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, who's a Spurs fan also. Uh, we would hope very gettable. Yeah, but maybe not. I've, I've messaged him. Got nothing. <laughs> Well, maybe he's maybe he's holding out bait in in his own way of just not replying. Yeah. Mm, mm. I'll try again. I'll try again. Okay, so hang on. So our list here is Ledley King, mm -hmm. Ian Thorpe, Sam Mitchell, <laughs> Broden Kelly from Artie Dollar. Yep, I yep. like it. I like, it. I would yep. love to like you know. I was just actually thinking, who's probably the biggest ticket Spurs fan in the world, and that would probably be Adele. 
Adele or Michael McIntyre as well. Or Michael McIntyre. I feel like they are probably not gettable. No. But maybe this is like, <laughs> it's like we have a game here. These are our first four bosses that we need to get to. And then mm -hmm. after that, if we can do that, <laughs> we can then push it and see how far we go. Can you imagine <laughs> the scenario of doing a podcast? <laughs> Barney, Dan, and Adele. <laughs> <laughs> It could happen. Like it's a very low, it's a such a low, it's an exceedingly low chance of happening. But <laughs> just imagine that. And us having to tell our partners, like, oh, we got to go do the pod today. And they're like, oh, what? Again? But it's like, it's yeah. with Adele. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. 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 You're doing it with Adele. We are. But there's a way. Um, yeah. And also look, if anyone listening, if, if you have any degrees <laughs> of separation, Arctic or thermal, uh, it doesn't really matter how, however close they are. Um, and you could sort of, you know, help with any of these guests or stuff it. any guests that are on a similar level to we're talking about, uh, please reach out to us and, um, and let us know. Let's start heating up <laughs> these degrees. Yeah, let's try. Let's try. I mean, we've got, you know, like, cause we've had Spurs podcast celebrities on and Definitely. they are treasure. In fact, you know, they are more useful uh, engaged guests, but it would be great to just have one Adele. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We've gone from like people who we think we probably have a chance to now Adele is the, <laughs> the <stand> <laughs> And then the idea that someone that listens to this podcast would be like, oh, I know Adele. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adele's my sister. Actually, Adele's I'll my sister. I'll give you my, give her Hey, Adele, I know you're on a world tour right now, but there are these two guys who do a Spurs podcast every week. Maybe you could I chat really, to them. I really want to talk to you. <laughs> Look, hey, we put this out into the ether, Barney, and there's every chance that the universe will give it back to us. That's true. That's true. So, Start. What's the What's the word um, uh, where we're like summoning the power of the universe uh, from the secret or whatever it's called? Manifesting? Um, Manifesting. Yeah. yeah. We'll start, yeah. we'll manifest Adele onto the podcast. I'm making an Adele vision board. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, look, there's a chance. We never know. We never know. There is a, mm. there is a, uh, a small chance, probably quite a small chance. Um, I, I did think for a second, maybe I was like, oh, could Alan Sugar be one? Because I've been watching a bit of the Australian Apprentice. Um, mm. And Alan Sugar is over here <laughs> doing that. And oh I always laugh that in the boardroom, like, out, just outside the boardroom, there's this little Alan gold Alan Sugar. You know, like you have those little, um, those little like kitten, um, little I don't know, those little statues where the arms move. Yeah, I think they mean good luck, or there's something around mm. that. But there's one of those with Alan Sugar, and he's got his finger pointing like he's firing people. And on his tie, there's a little Tottenham Hotspur logo. And so when I'm watching this, I always just I, I I'm like watching it, going ah, probably the majority of people watching this don't even know what that is. That's cool. But then I was like, if Alan Sugar's in the country. He's probably long gone by now, but we possibly could have had a chance of, uh, of someone like an Alan Sugar, which wouldn't be a bad get either. But also I wouldn't even know what to say. Cause like, there'd be no, or I'd be like, you have done bad things to get the amount of money that you have. And also you have to live on a yacht because you, uh, have like cheated, uh, millions of people out of your tax money. So I, I wouldn't even know what to say. No, look, it's not the glamour guest that we want. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Adele. It's not Adele. It's not Adele. It's not Adele. Right, let's focus on Adele. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, cool. I'm going to start doing some drawings. I might write her some letters. Uh, <laughs> Hi, my name's Barney. I've got a podcast. Do you want to be a guest? <laughs> it's all cut out from magazines, <laughs> like the individual. Yeah, the Zoom link you put on there in those magazine cutouts. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Um, maybe we need to give, well, I mean, I mean, we can't give her any votes for the Abitspursy medal, but um, what about Tom Holland? The apparent greatest Spurs fan in the world that now has stopped mentioning anything about Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, look, if we can get Tom Holland, so anyone listening out there, if you know Tom Holland or if you know someone that knows Tom Holland, uh, again, another person we'd love to reach out to. I think by I the, look, if... there's probably a chance of Tom Holland if he's doing a press tour. Mm. If we somehow become accredited press in Melbourne and he comes to Melbourne as part of a press tour. There might be a chance. Like, it's technically not a podcast. <laughs> and we might have just asked him about his movie. But is that a possible way in? That is true. I want to fight Tom Holland to first blood. I want to <laughs> I want to take him out to the median strip and just have a go. Particularly the median I mean, strip. <laughs> yeah, the median strip, you know, like on, on Drummond Street in Carlton. Uh, and just, like, I'd lose. He's ripped. But... Um, then everyone, and then I can be like, Tom Holland beat me up and I can tank his career because I hate Marvel movies. Okay. I really like this buddy, but that does not address getting him on the podcast. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'll, okay. So you try and do the associated press, blah, 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 accredited, blah, blah, blah. I will start sending him cut out magazine letter <laughs> letters saying, do you want to fight to first blood? Um, <laughs> and we'll see who gets there first. Imagine this, if at the end of all this. It's like, oh, Barney, any progress on Tom Holland on the pod? And it's like, well, no, but I fought him and he beat me up and I lost. Yeah. But he's not doing the pod. No, he's not doing it. I have a ruptured spleen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, got to put that out into the universe and see if it Yeah, see, if it just see, if, see what comes. See what comes. Um, is there, I, have you revealed all your, the, all your surprises? Because I've got nothing left on my agenda. No, I think that's sort of. That's it. Like the, you know, one very minor thing, which I did just want to slide in was the fact that, um, Sonny scored two free kicks in mm. two different games while playing for South Korea. So can we please get him on free kicks next season? Please, yeah. please, oh please, 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 Harry, please, Harry, yeah. just step away. Mm, step away, Harry. Like surely if anyone can get him to stop taking them, it's Son. Yeah, like, mate, I scored two on international duty just yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, Harry's like, no, remember that one against Villa? Remember that one against Villa? Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's like Harry's so determined, he's just got that playing on repeat in his house just because of, like, <laughs> how, like, imperfect it was as a free kick and how disgusting it was. And he's mm. just like, I will avenge my demons and score a good-looking free kick. Yeah. But he just can't do it. <laughs> Oh God. I um, really hope this season he doesn't take them anymore. Yeah. It's I'm like, desperate. And especially like Paris, I imagine Perisic takes a pretty good free kick. Mm. Um, I've got no evidence on that, but apart from the fact that he can cross really well and mm. he scored some goals. So I, I assume he could shoot better than Harry Kane could. Mm. But that's the problem. Like Dyer takes a good free kick. Sonny yeah. obviously takes a good free kick. Um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. I can imagine that, Hoybier probably takes a bit of free kick. <laughs> Harry Kane. 
Larice probably takes a better Larice wife. Larice probably takes a better wife. And his, you know, we know about his distribution. But, yeah. Please, please this season. That's my first wish. Oh, the other thing is the new kit's out. What do you think of the new home kit? Um, yeah, I'm actually quite a fan of it. Um, mm. I think every year we go through this thing where Spurs fans get all up in arms of, oh, there's red on the shirt. There's red. The sponsor's logo is <laughs> in red and I don't like it. Mm. And it's like, you've cut. How many years have we had a red sponsor now? Like, and even <laughs> yeah. before that, back in the late 2000s, like we had like Mansion on there for a couple mm. of seasons. Like, who cares about a red sponsor? It's fine. Yeah. We don't have to be so stupid towards like, we can't have any red because Arsenal red. So we kind of have a letter on our top <laughs> yeah. in red. Like, it sounds like a three-year-old refusing to like eat food that's green. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's insane. And I, I agree with you. I think they look really good. Um, and I'm not like, it's a sponsor. We all have sponsors. AIA is, uh, it's red, but it's not as offensive as Angry Birds yeah. or <laughs> whatever else other teams have. Ah, oh, definitely. And it, you know, it is an insurance company. Good. I prefer that to a gambling company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of, they are kind of like a gambling company, but. <laughs> it's gambling on life. On life. Yeah. So the stakes are higher, but yeah, I don't know. But also know. the gamble is like, if you lose, we pay out. That's true. So it's That's kind, of true. An, kind of an alt gambling in a sense. Mm, alt gambling. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think I'll get, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get a home one. Um, who are you going to get? What, what number? Ugh, I'm so torn. I feel like more than likely it, it'll be it between like Romero and Kulisewski at this stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. What about you? Well, that's my uh, choice as well, Romero or Kulusevsky. So maybe we should flip a coin or um, if one of us decides one, then the other one can get the other one. Yeah. All right. We'll, yeah. we'll have a showdown over Romero and Kulusevsky. I think we like, we both win either way. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you on Drummond Street. Uh, Sorry, I was just saying, it's like someone has to get like Craig, number 51. Yeah. But also, <laughs> you know, you could really get in early on Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't downplay that. Um all right, we'll we'll have a competition for it um mm-hmm. to work that out. Um yeah, but I think that probably covers us for today. Now there is one thing that we want to do at the end of this podcast, which is give a little shout out to uh Marty, um, mm-hmm. who has been a loyal member of the Discord, uh is a patron of the pod, a patron mm-hmm. as well. Uh and he is starting uh Aussie Spur TV. Mm-hmm. Um, which will be, I'm not sure if they're going to be weekly or sort of fortnightly, but they're going to be, um, shows on YouTube, um, which will be talking about Spurs, having some guests on, doing some panel shows, things like that. So you can follow him at Twitter on, uh, at Aussie Spur TV, where I'm sure there'll be more info then. So yeah, like Marty's a, uh, you know, he's a, a great member of our, um, you know, a little bit Spursy community. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's exciting to see that get off the ground. Yeah, follow him on Twitter at, at Marty Mariner or um, at, uh, I think it's at SpursTV.au maybe. Um, <laughs> I, just, wait, I just said it's at AussieSpurTV. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, like he's also a wealth of knowledge on the A-League, especially the Mariners, um, which, you know, in, uh, football droughts, sometimes you get desperate and you, well, no, I mean, he loves it, but, uh, I've really botched this. 
Um, I feel like you're saying you don't follow the A-League as much, but then sometimes in a football drought, you will dip in and I'll see what's it. going on. I'll watch it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he's a great guy and um, very excited to see what he does uh, this season. Yeah. And uh, again, at Aussie Spur TV is the... <laughs> at Aussie Spur TV. <laughs> at Spurs TV dot Oz. We'll get a message from uh, Marty being like, what are you guys promoting me and trying to send people to a, an address that doesn't exist? Like, what have I done to you? What do you... Uh, surely you guys understand the dangers of misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you say it again, actually? Because now I'm worried. At Aussie Spur TV. Great. Um... Cool. All right. Well, um, we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully some more transfers. Like it seems like it's moving quickly and we'll have more stuff to talk about. Maybe some, we didn't do any Instagram reviews, so, but nothing's really happened. I've had a look. So maybe next week we can jump back in with that. Um, if anyone knows Adele, uh, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been Barney. I've been Dan. And come on you Spurs. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.